0: And welcome to what is likely my last ever Russell School podcast. And we're going out with a bang today, and I'm joined with Mr Quatermain, headmaster of Russell School. Sir, how are you?
1: I'm very well indeed, although I very, very much
0: doubt this will be your, your last
1: podcast. I'm sure you'll be back as a guest. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, before too long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, sir, I've done a little bit of research um, and found some things which I already knew, um, that you have a keen passion for history. Um, and I was wondering where the origins of this passion came from.
1: Well, I think first and foremost, um, to be a historian is to be inquisitive about people, to be inquisitive about life. And I think I was an avid reader, um, certainly when I, when, I, when I was very young, probably from the ages of five, six, seven upwards. Um, and. I think at that stage, I read a lot of adventure stories. And some of those adventure stories uh, were set in the Second World War. Yeah. Um, some of them were, were set in the conflicts of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I remember actually being given a couple of history books as school prizes when I was about seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, and it just gradually grows. But but for me, I, I think uh, that the person who really ignited a spark, there were two teachers I had who, who, who ignited a real spark in history. One of them w- w- was... Uh, a gentleman called uh, Mr Carling, Robert Carling, Mm -hmm. who went on actually to become head of King Edward School in Blackpool. So so, so there's a little bit of a local connection to the Fylde. And very, very sadly um, died at a very young age when he he, he left uh, the Fylde Coast uh, and meant to be head of a school in in Scotland. But he was the most wonderful man. Um, And of course, teaching history is much more about, more than telling stories. But yet, um, I can still hear the sound of his, his voice in my head, and uh, yeah. he really, he really knew how to, he really loved the narrative of history. Um, and then I, I think I was inspired again when I was uh, probably about 16, 15, 16 doing GCSEs, yeah. um, a teacher who had actually left school at the age of 15 to go and work on the railways, then gone into the Royal Air Force, um, and he, was very much, he had a very exciting and interesting life yeah. um, before getting into to teaching through some convoluted route yeah. um and he brought the industrial revolution alive oh, for wow. me and also you know chartism, the suffragettes yeah etc etc yeah we did very much a 19th century um british history course and absolutely I think by the time I went into the sixth... But I was always torn between history and music. Yes. And I never resolved... I didn't. I didn't I don't think I've ever resolved that. Because that, be that
0: carried on through to university for you,
1: didn't it? Yeah, university. so I, I went to um, university to, to, to read music. Mm. Um, I should, in hindsight, probably have gone for a more performance-based course. I had an offer from Edinburgh University, um, which I, was, I think would have been ideally suited to me. Mm. I went to Cambridge. but The course at Cambridge, the music course, is very, very academic. Yeah. Um, and... I think also because I had an older brother who had gone through, gone to Cambridge, done music. Um, I, 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 lo- I, I still absolutely love music, but there was a sense where, you know, particularly when I was in the sixth one, people, and you know how hard it is yourself, Jo, yep. you've got people saying to you, well, if you don't do this, if you don't exactly, go there, exactly. you'll regret it for the rest of your life, which isn't a terribly helpful thing to say no, no. To, to, to somebody when they're a teenager. Yeah. So I think there was a little bit of, uh, of that for me, um, so I, I, did, I went to Cambridge, started the music course, and I sat down one afternoon <laughs> before Christmas in my first year, um, and it was the, the, it was, this was part of the course where it's of counterpoint and fugue writing. Absolutely. And I was looking at a, 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 a book about sixteenth-century counterpoint, and my heart sunk, <laughs> um, and I realised I realised I'd made Big mistake. Yes. Um, and, and I knew that I I, I I knew I had a problem. So I shut the book that afternoon. Quite an impulsive action. Shut the book, yeah. went across to the senior tutor's office. So wow. I, I was I was actually um, living in the house where Keynes had been based during the the Keynes during so, the war. Yeah. Walked across the road into um, the older part of the college and said to, to, the, to the senior tutor, I want to change uh, subjects. Um, at that time, he sort of looked at me as if service said, this is very irregular. <laughs> um, uh, and what do you want to do? To which I, re- I replied with great conviction, I haven't a clue. <laughs> um, so I actually went through various departments. I spent a bit of time in theology. Yeah. I realised that really, really wasn't for me. No. Then social and political science. Wow. Social and political science. That was a very trendy and very hip yes. um, faculty at the time. And I think they've renamed themselves, actually. Um, but, but, at, but at the time, um, there was a lot of reading of Hobbes' Leviathan and so forth. And, and I, I wasn't convinced I wanted to bury myself in sort of English political thought of the <laughs> 17th century. So then I ended up, um, I, wrote a, I wrote a history essay. Um, I, I approached uh, Brendan Simpson, uh, and, I, and, and I have to say I was taught by the most amazing academics like T.C. Blanning, um, and uh, Trevor Cock and all sorts of other people yeah, at Cambridge. Yeah. But I wrote a, a, an essay, um, and I, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying so. He wrote back to me. I had a supervision, yep. Um, yep. and yeah, PTAS was very much a history college. Absolutely. And he said to me, I remember the first line of the um, of the letter was, was Dear Jeremy, uh, probably Dear Mr. Quartermain, because it was quite formal in those days. Yes. Um, although uh, your essay wasn't it was entirely unsatisfactory, or most unsatisfactory, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So my heart sunk. I said, uh, but you redeemed yourself uh, in the supervision, and uh, we're very happy for you to join um, the, the history Brilliant. of in College. And then yeah. from there, I, I, I like to think I proved, I didn't prove him wrong, because he was actually, he became a very, very supportive person in, yeah. in, in, my, in my academic life. Mm. Um, and someday I have a huge amount of respect for, but I think I, I, like to think I, I earned that respect Definitely. Um, over time.
0: Absolutely. Um, that was that was a that was a brilliant story actually. I really enjoyed. But that
1: you know what? It, what? What it really shows is that yeah. uh, I never I never pretend to know yes. or to tell young people um, that they should know with any certainty what mm-hmm. they should do because. I certainly didn't. Mm. Uh, and I think that, that's absolutely normal. I remember people saying to me, you'll have to choose between music and history. Yeah. I don't feel I've ever had to choose because I've always carried on doing both.
0: Exactly. And, th- and th- I think that's the brilliant thing about music I'm as well. 46
1: mm. now, so I'm not going Ex- exactly. to choose now. Exactly. No, no. It'd be silly to go, choose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think that's the thing about music. You can do it anywhere. You can do it alongside anything else. Yeah. Um, and it's always kind of with it's you. It's part of your life. Exactly. And
1: people, people, people say to me sometimes, well, you know, um, are, you, are you amateur? Professional, blah blah blah, and you know what? Actually, some of the best music making I've made has been regardless of whether or not there's yep. been a check at the end of it. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. when I was living in Ireland, I, I did quite a lot of professional music mm-hmm. work, um, and some of it's some of that was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But there are those moments as a as a musician, aren't there? Really? Your hair starts to of stand up on the back yes. of your neck. You yeah. know, it's it's brilliant. Yes. Absolutely. And you understand. No, that definitely,
0: definitely. That. Um, mm-hmm. The Marla comes to mind when you think of hair standing up and end of building up melodies and things like that, he does it really well. Yeah,
1: really it's, it's part of your life, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's absolutely. Um, and so, so did you enjoy your time at Cambridge? That's a, really good, that's a really good question. Did I enjoy it? i tell you what, I think that I would have enjoyed it more had I been a little bit older. I was quite young for my year, Yeah. so I had a May birthday. Mm. And um, I also think I had that indecision Yeah. in my first year, which caused me a little, a little bit of anxiety because everybody else was knuckling down to their work and I was still failing around... Uh, what, 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 what subject am I going to study? So yeah. that was, I, I think I made some very good friends. Mm. Um, I, I think that I, I wish that I, I'd perhaps had a, a, a year or, or two off, um, but my father died when I was very young, and mm. one of the terms, uh, there was all sorts of reasons why if I was going to remain in education, I need to, to, keep, to keep going in education. But right, yeah. um, in actual fact, I always actually, the thing I really wanted to do at the age of 18 would have been to have joined the Marines Band or something like that yeah. for two years into something completely different mm-hmm. and then gone to university. Mm-hmm. So, did I enjoy it? Yes, of course. I had some amazing times and I'm incredibly appreciative of the... Um, of, of, the of, of being able to be taught yeah. um, by such incredible figures. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably I was more comfortable in my own mm-hmm. skin when I was 21 and went on to do a, a master's and live and work in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, you know, that was, that was yeah, I grew into myself. And yep. again, it's those insecurities, that, that uncertainty of, of being 17, 18, 19. And yep. You know, I finished my degree I'd only just, I think I started doing my exams when I was still 20, maybe just wow. 21. You know, so yeah, yeah. it just, everything seemed to come very fast. Yes, absolutely. You know? uh, I often reflect on that now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I suppose it's, it's also, it's also in a sense good to, get it out of the way and get on with the rest of your life as well, I suppose.
1: Really? Yeah. I think you can be in too much of a hurry. Do you reckon? So yeah. I, I think particularly now, mm. um, you know, you're going to probably have to work till you're 75. Yes. Well, um, there or we 80. Are. Who knows? Yeah, well. But I always think that actually, you know what, um, because I, 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 was, I was very, uh, you know, uncertain for much of my 20s, mm. really what not wants I wanted to do, mm. um, and I think people can put too much pressure on themselves to know... Um, yeah. and I think it's okay not to know it's mm-hmm. okay to keep your options open yeah. and sometimes as adults we say things to young people uh, you know a- a- about future plans mm. where we think we're being helpful but we're probably, we're probably not being desperately helpful yeah. I think you know um, certainly I wish the one thing I'd say is when I was that age I wish I had had the confidence which so many of, uh, of your year group that so many mm. of you clearly have yeah. To go off and to beat your own path in life, you know, yeah. create your own path in life. Mm-hmm. And I, I look back now, and I, I think I was quite reticent, a, a little bit shy, mm. and, and I probably lacked that self-confidence. Mm. So that's what I, I'm, I. That's probably what I might say to my, yes. yeah. my teenage self.
0: Absolutely, know. yeah. And um, and I I also think it's difficult for people my age to um. To, to understand how long a working life is. How long is long? You know, do you know But the years start going
1: quicker, Joe, as you get older. <laughs> definitely Because Mr. mr.
0: Gromby said to me once, he said, um, don't worry, you'll have plenty of years to work. You know, and it's Yeah, he's absolutely right, though, mean, though,
1: isn't he? I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, sometimes somebody p- can be crestful. You know, imagine somebody's applying for medicine, they don't get in one year, and uh, actually it's a really, really good um, success rate, uh, you know, sometimes when people have great A-level results... Mm. And then they go the next year, and, and in the moment that can seem devastating because a year is such a long time. Yeah. When when you look at in the totality of everything, mm. it's, well, it's, that's, it's that's a, a year, that's yeah, a year yeah. well spent enjoying yourself, maybe then getting some work it, yeah. experience, maybe travelling or whatever. Mm. Um, then that's okay. That's all right. It's, 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 it's not a drama.
0: And and um, going back even further, sir, you grew up in Essex.
1: Well, no. So I, I was born um, in I was I was born in Surrey. Um, right. I know I consider myself an Essex man, but I was born in Surrey mm. and we lived in Surrey. It was a small, I suppose... Actually, I went back to the house yes. um, where I lived until I was six years old. We lived in a, in a very small, sort of suburban commute. It was like a village, but not really, with a very exciting <laughs> village centre, <laughs> on the M3, um, probably about 10 or 15 minutes from where we were, um, you know, to, into the M25 and, and beyond and into wow. London. Yeah. So I never thought that we were going up in the orbit of... Of London. Yeah. Actually, the only time I ever thought I was a Londoner mm. was when we had some northern friends right, <laughs> from Leeds, and yeah. they used to come down. As far as they were concerned, we lived in the centre of London. <laughs> um, so, we, so, so until I was six years old, we, we, we lived there. And I said, we went back and had a look at the house I grew up in just about mm. three weeks ago, having yeah. not been back for years. And actually, very little has changed. Mm. It, although when I was three years old, it got much bigger. Yes. Um, mm. And it was a very um, very happy life, very, um, you know, I say ordinary because I think mm. that's a good thing. What says some Roman person you know, when you live through interesting times? You don't really want to live through interesting times. You do want you? to live through safe times. Exactly, <laughs> and, and very lucky older older brother who's two years older than me, yeah. um, and you know, very loving mother and, uh, and father, and then. Um, very, very suddenly, our lives were absolutely blown apart uh, the day my father died. When I was six years old, about, about six years and a, and a week old. And, yeah. Um, really, it's, it's impossible to imagine going from us, Well, it's not, because so many people have, haven't they? But mm. you go from waking up in the morning and your life being absolutely normal. Yeah. I remember we picked up a friend of mine on the way to school. Mm. Um, my father waved goodbye to me as he drove off in the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I was told, I was taken to the school office in the afternoon, and the uh, head, t- 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 somebody said to me, well, you need to go home with somebody else, which was, a, which was a, a family friend. I got back to the house, my brother was there with another family friend, um, uh, and then my mother came home with the local GP, now, poor, the poor GP, it was his first week in the practice, and he just, he called up, been I called out to the house, my, my father's had a massive heart attack, and uh, so... They came back, and, uh, you know, life's ne- never, ever the, the same again. Um, and But it, it is, you know, and what I hope is, um, I do talk about it. It's, yeah. it's 40 years ago. It was 40 years ago, a couple of weeks ago. So, so, if that feels like a long time, but, of course, the memory of that day is absolutely as vivid as you can imagine. And what I would say is I hope that we have become much, much better at uh, helping young people uh, go through bereavement. Because, Definitely. and that's something which I, I think about a lot. Um, I think in many ways, you don't get over the, the, the loss of, of mm. a close one. But it does, the way, um, the, the, the way you respond and reflect upon all of that, it, it does shape who you are as a person. Definitely. Um, hopefully in some good ways uh, mm. a, a, as well. Um, but, but yeah, so it was, it, 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 it was huge. And actually when it happens. Mm. Um, I, I remember that nothing was nothing was said at school. We had a week off. We went back, um, and there was a, a punishment that I was supposed to receive because I had done something at playtime. I was only six. I don't yeah, know what it was, yeah. um, but that, that followed through. Um, so I went back, and yeah, to, you know, I, it was. It, and it wasn't that my teacher was an unpleasant teacher. She was a lovely teacher. Yeah. But at that time, I suppose the the, the, the thought was, well, we, we better you know, we, we, we better just crack on. Right. Um, nobody ever asked me if I was okay at school. Uh, it was, it, you know, about six weeks later, mm. everybody uh, sat making Father's Day's card, and I was sent to the corner um, and said, well, you, you can sit and read a book. Um, <sighs> now, it's fine, because it was Father's Day, a day which for many people, I think, always will conjure up mixed emotions. Definitely. But... You know, you'd think that would be the day when, you, when your your primary teacher would quietly say to the rest of the, you know, yeah. mums and dads, maybe not this, make them own this year or yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, but so I think we've, I hope, and, and and everything that we do around mental health, well-being, um, you know, you would think probably that, that this has been has been the the centre of what schools do That's, for I mean, decades, but yeah. it's not. And I know you talk to a lot of old Rosalians, and I'm sure they would tell you as well that, that life back in the fifties. 60s, 70s, 80s was very, very. It's, the, it's kind of like the, the classic British way—just get off The up with stiff upper lip. I think it's yeah. that idea of sort of muscular Christianity, which yes. I think actually that that whole concept carried on right the way through um, to you know to, to to the 1980s, even perhaps the yeah. 1990s. And, and in it damages schools.
0: people. It's it, it's a dangerous mentality, I think, sometimes to bottle everything down. And it was
1: so. I'm. I think you know. I look at I look at uh, my brother and I. My, my brother doesn't like to talk about anything much that, then that's that's fine too no, that's mm-hmm. that, that's that's his way and he probably he expresses himself through music uh, yeah. maybe more than I do um, You know, i mean you, there's some celebrities aren't there like Elton John who, yeah. who, who share and share and yeah, share yeah, and yeah. share um and you know what I actually think that that in itself um serves a, a, a useful purpose mm-hmm. but i I believe very strongly that we learn so much from one another yeah um, and that actually um it's, it's important for, for people uh, in my position, or, or in education anyway, as adults, mm. the, the things we tell our children, it's important to, to be able to talk about um, bereavement. Definitely. It's important to talk about mental health. Mm. It's, it's, it's important, it's, look, it's Pride Week this week, isn't it? Exactly. And it's important, you know, that, that as a community, mm. we, we also um, re- reflect upon um, all, what we can do to make, everyone around us feel as comfortable and as well adjusted and able yeah. to flourish as possible.
0: Definitely. And, uh, and I mean, when I, when I think back to when I lost my grandfather during COVID, the school was so helpful and so supportive during that. I thought, think of my tutor and, and all the pastoral support I gained from, from that. And, and it, it, it was, it was really, really helpful. and really helped me through it, you know, because it was, it was a quite a dark time as well.
1: It was a really, really dark, it, it was a really dark time. Um, and at the same time, there are various things, you, you know, because there, 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 were, there were a good number of Russell, Russell families who, who lost family members Definitely. during that time. Mm. And actually, you know what, that, that there was during that time perhaps when that sense of community was so, so important. Um, mm. And, you know, I, I can talk about Russell ad infinitum, but <laughs> ultimately, I think that all Russellians will recognise there's something which is intangible, which you can't package up into some. No marketing phase, and nor would you want to. Um, but but that, that sense of connectedness, I think, um, the, the, the the very strong relationships ri- which exist between people of all ages, the yeah. sense that you're part of a community, the sense mm-hmm. you're part of a family. Um, and, y- you know, as head, I feel that really, really strongly.
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, it's definitely grown since the COVID. It's, it w- the community's never been more close knit. Yeah,
1: and COVID was difficult because, of course, we were all, mm-hmm. in, even with our own, within our own family, we were all forced to keep apart from each other in a yeah. way which was it's so true. unnatural. And you look back on now and you think, my goodness, Had did we, we really actually yes. think about partitioning the school into day yeah. pupils and boards? Did we really have bubbles, yeah. for different year groups? Absolutely. I mean, it's it like seems like a bad dream now, but it was. It it's was just extraordinary, isn't absolutely it? Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Uh, so so after after that, so you um, then moved to Essex.
1: Yeah. So 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 when my father um, died, it was, it was all very sudden, and uh, my mother's family. Had uh, had settled in Essex. So, so, so I mean, to cut a long story short. My, my grandfather was had been in the navy. He was a he was a police officer. At some point, he sustained a really bad injury in the, in the police. There's conflicting accounts of how he sustained this in yes. injury, actually. But mm. that's for another day. Um, but he, he they, they thought he was going to, to go blind. And so my uh, my grandparents they had four young children, and they wanted a a, a business which they um, could. Uh, mm. Manage mm. with the children if he did actually go blind, yeah. Um, which actually, mostly he never did. But they moved to a place called Brighton mm. in where they ran a small sort of corner shop, convenience store. And it's very, very, very much like Fleetwood, yes. It's the Essex equivalent, of the Fleetwood. Essex Riviera, <laughs> I like to call it, but it's the Essex um, yeah. equivalent of Fleetwood. So, my sort of earliest memories of sitting behind the tool, uh, the, the, the uh, sitting on the stool in the shop, they had mm-hmm. an old till with a bell on it, which I used to drive my grandmother mad, <laughs> putting in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. We used to go on holiday there in, in the summers, and it, it, it was so reminiscent of some of the old streets in Fleetwood. Yeah. That was exactly what it was like, and that's why I think I feel strangely at home here. Yes. And you know there'd be Londoners coming up... With the, the holiday... For jelly deals. Yes, the deals. The beach was really more... Mud and sort of shingles, and yes. Sort of the oysters, sort of beds which are off Mersey Island, and uh, the whole the, the whole place sort of smells of mud. You and paint you know, a vivid picture, sir. You know what? Um, I'm going back. To, I'm going to Mersey Island, which is right next to Brighton sea yes. uh, in, in the summer for a few days to stay in a caravan because Terrific, it's yeah. really really strange. It's still part of who I am. Yes. And I love it. I'm absolutely nostalgic for it mm. and. Uh, you know, I, I, Essex gets an awful, yes. um, awfully bad press, doesn't it? But I'm incredibly proud mm. um, of of Essex for many reasons, yeah. and I, I won't bore you now with all no, the no. reasons why. No, no, we could
0: turn this into a full one-hour documentary, but we
1: won't. Um,
0: when you think back to that time, what was it? that you wanted to be when you grew up? What were your aspirations? Oh, well,
1: when I was first at school, probably mm. a sheep farmer. Sheep farmer? Yes. Wow. So, so my head master, is sti- now this is amazing. So he was head when I was um, four years old. The guy called Alistair Graham it was at Hallgrove mm. School. Mm. And um, he's still head there. I think he might be executive head now. Right. But can you imagine? So like, yeah. He must be one of the longest serving heads yes. ever, 42 yeah. years. Wow. Um, or forty-three years, even, and uh, he he took over from his own father, who died when he was when he was about twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, 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 I think he was training to be uh, he was doing agriculture at Reading University, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so his father died. He was suddenly called back to sort of take over this family-run school, and he didn't want to give up uh, the, the farming aspirations that as he had. So we had a flock of sheep at school, <laughs> and I absolutely loved that because I have always been um, you know one of my great interests in life and passions in yeah. nature and animals, mm, and mm. I, you know, a lot of young children really like nature and sort of like, and, and so forth. I think actually as I get older, I, my enthusiasm grows, yes, yeah, yes, I could yes. watch David Attenborough all day long, yeah. I, I, you know, I think I became a dog owner relatively late in life, I was <laughs> sort of about 40, and yeah. I... Absolutely. Well, you, you've met Dougal, haven't yes. you? Yes. Yes. Less of a dog, more of a bear. I think. Absolutely, a human bear almost. <laughs> um, so, so yes. So that was probably that was probably my first sort of. Um, then I went to some of the Navy days. So there used to be these big sort of. Naval exhibitions. Oh, it's of of uh, Well, well, not, not in Essex, but no. but in Plymouth and oh, in Devon, Devon, yeah, that. Yeah. So I went to a couple of them in Portsmouth, mm. and I thought that I, I I might want you know to to to, to be in the navy. Really, uh, it would be great fun. Saying I knew I didn't want to be a submariner though. Yes. Um. And then I, I went through many thoughts. Um. I, I suppose very briefly medicine, but then my I never really got into to science at school. I don't think no. it was taught very well. Um. That's my my excuse. Yeah. No, I I, don't, I think I think science has taught in a much more engaging way than it was maybe yeah. thirty years mm-hmm. ago. So, yeah.
0: that's you know, the thing about science, you can make a big explosion happen and everyone gets excited about it, can't they? But I I've never liked science to be honest. I mean But it's, it's a
1: massively great uh, Oh of course it's, it's a g- yeah. yes, yes, great it it like it. value. No, absolutely. Right. So um, w- what yeah. led
0: you to becoming a um, headmaster set? What what was it that, that guided you there?
1: I don't think anything guided me there. I, I, I think, to be honest, I, I thought that, so, so I, I, I was doing things in Dublin. I, I, I was teaching on a postgraduate mm-hmm. um, uh, course. I started a PhD in an entirely the wrong subject, I, I think, um, or topic, at, at least. Um, I think it's very easy when, when you're contemplating research to think, well, what will I get funding to do rather yeah, than, yeah. You know, or, so... Um, and I was doing lot, lots of bit, bits of this and bits of that, and I was actually living a really happy life. Mm. But then one day I, I looked at um, you know, various of my sort of colleagues who maybe were 20 years older than me, and they, they were also doing bits and pieces, and I, 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 saw, I looked at that into the future, and I thought, that's no, 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 no. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not sure that that's really for me. Um, so I took what was intended to be a year's break from all of that, and I, I had sort of I, 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 I think at that stage I thought I was going to go back and, uh, and uh, complete my PhD but I went to teach in the Middle East um, for mm. a year which is where I met my wife yep. um, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. absolutely loved it and realised that I didn't want to go back sitting in a library reading Latin texts about Pope Leo the IX and his um, uh, incursions and his battles against the Normans in yeah. uh, southern Italy. Um, and that I loved. I love being part of a team. I think mm-hmm. I'm a sociable person, and yes. I love. I I, yeah, I love the fact that, that, that what we do in education is so varied. There there that there, there's so much mm-hmm. potential mm-hmm. Um, with the young people that you that we're lucky enough to work with. Um, but also, you know, history. What a wonderful um, subject to teach. Definitely that um, I have taught English and, and, and classic, classical civilization in the past really? as well. But so for me, I, I sort of <laughs> fell into teaching. I absolutely loved it. And my wife fell into teaching as well from a completely yeah. really different route. Um, and I came back, did my PGC, and I, I started uh, teaching at, at Gresham School in, uh, in Norfolk. Yeah. Really wonderful school. Mm-hmm. Very, very lucky or very privileged to have had the opportunity to, to be there. Yeah. Um, and I thought if, if I worked really, really hard, um, I might... Be a head of department one day you know that was really my my dream uh, although um simon kinder who's is the head of history at aggression amazing amazing guy mm. um y- y- you know he in many ways in those early years i i watched very much the way he was with pupils, watched watch he taught, and he was an absolute role model for me mm. um and uh i got to that stage of my career and when I, when I was thinking you know what um, to do something i want to be invested in in the whole journey of the school like you know the future <laughs> of the school and so forth went to, spoke to the headmaster and uh, so i think i should be head of year nine and gave him a job description i said him, I, 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 i'm not really interested whether you pay me or not but yeah. i just want the experience of doing and he said well and i have no interest in doing that um, but i'm going to i i want you to apply for the head of sixth form post um, wow. which you know is coming up we said uh, you know so there's a process but i want you to be part of that process and see how you do um, and I was fortunate n- enough to be appointed head of six on, which was, w- which w- 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 yeah. it was wonderful. Uh, yeah. and, and it was, uh, you know, you asked Mr. Crombie, being head of six On is just such a fantastic job. Yes. I think if I'd um, gone to Gresham's a little later in my life, I, I might have stayed forever. It was, wow. I was perfectly yeah. happy. Yeah. But by the time my, my two oldest daughters had been born, um, I think there was, was also a little bit that I wanted to be a little bit closer um, to, to my mother and yes, family back in, back in Essex. And so I ended up becoming deputy head academic at Brentwood School, mm. um, and again that 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 seemed like such a huge challenge that yes. I it was probably I'd been doing it four years, mm. um, and uh, m- my head there who, who was a wonderful or is a wonderful man Gordon Davis said to me, well you, you know if you're thinking about headship you'll know when the time's right. But I never really um, so you come to that point I, I've never people often imagine because I do sometimes mm. hear people say well, I want to be a head, when they're sort of 25 or 27, I think, really? Yes. And it's nice to have an ambition. And the, h-
0: how old is the youngest headmaster in the country? He's, he's very young, I think.
1: Yeah, they're, they're probably. They're, they're, there's, there's doubtless, maybe, and he's getting younger and younger. Yeah. Um, but I think I think, for a job such as I this one, s- you need the experience, surely. Well, yeah, you do. I think you need energy. Mm. Um, I think you need energy and experience, and, and I think it's a role which is constantly evolving. Mm. Um, you know, and becoming ever more complex. But I, I just think for, for myself, I think I've been incredibly fortunate when opportunities in life yeah. have presented themselves. Um, I, I'd rather, I, I would like to think that I'm more ambitious for the communities I work in than for myself, right? Wow. You know, yeah. ultimately, um, I remember when, when I came to Ross and people there's a muttering, some things come back to you, oh, I wonder how long he's going to be here for. or I wonder this or I wonder that. And the reality is, you know, if you, if you, if you work in a school like Ross or like Brentford or Gresham's or any of our, you know, the schools of this nature, mm. you have to be in 110%. Yeah. You have to live it. Mm. You have to absolutely commit yourself to, um, to the success of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that becomes, you know, aside from your your family, it becomes, or should become the most important thing, yeah. to you. Um, and people go it's into a life, it. life, it? it's, a of, it's a way of life, isn't it? It's a way it's a way of life, but it's also this vast, vast responsibility that you have to hold community. You know, we employ three hundred people. Exactly. We have eight hundred plus students, um, and the success of this school and what it means to people, and and the old were saying uh, community, or the wider were saying community, mm-hmm. is. Huge, um, and so in, in in a sense, I I, th- I think that you have got to if you're doing that for the wrong reasons, if you're doing it because um, I don't know to to, to, to gratify your, your sense of of self worth or whatever, then, then it's probably best to go and find another way yes. of yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't I can't say I didn't have I didn't have mm-hmm. a huge but I just at each stage you yes. grow in, in confidence and experience. And then, and then you the think, you know, thing yeah. And if, if you have that opportunity in your life, it's mm-hmm. such a privilege, isn't it? But it is a responsibility. and You have to have that self-belief to think that you, that you, you can do it, and yeah. that you will do it, um, because it's not good to let a whole school down, is it? No. And I'm sure. Not I've, got, ideal. Well, I've got many things wrong, I'm sure. But you know, al- fundamentally, ultimately, the community deserves to have. Your you you know your your heart and soul and exactly. if if are ahead. exactly mean, and you know. and
0: do you think that your life changed significantly when you moved up to Russell because obviously it's a it's a big move up from the south
1: well no I don't think so okay so I don't think that really had any impact I think northern, no. uh, I think northern people um, are incredibly friendly um, I think also remember that Fiona and I you know she, she's on the west coast of Ireland right yeah I I'd lived in Essex. Um, Ireland, I'd also lived in Ireland, we'd lived in the Middle East together, we'd been in Norfolk, you know, we, so... we, we are, Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in that sense, and also I think it's such a welcoming place to come to. Um, and isn't the Northwest a complete revelation? Well, not a revelation yeah. for you, because... No, no, sure, it your means it's, it's, yeah. um, But for yeah. somebody who's come from outside, mm. to have the lake just on your doorstep, to, you you exactly. to have the trough of to the sea, exactly. to have this wonderful... My goodness, I mean, it, there's, there's a reason why I think we should keep a little bit quiet about the North West because a lot of people are moving um, you know, relocating from London and Mm -hmm. so forth, I'm very aware of that so shh and
0: I mean you said to me once it must have been a great place to grow up and it yeah. is it's, it's a brilliant place to, to live and to be because you've got so much it's great space. You can, be, you can
1: be in the Dales in forty five exactly. minutes exactly. an hour. It's just extraordinary. So so absolutely, I absolutely love um, being in, in the, in the northwest. But I think I think the question was, have I changed as a person? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that probably the experience of COVID changed so many of us, didn't it? Yes. Really, I think affecting change as a new head. Is, is really, really challenging. Mm. Um, and inevitably, you, you know, you make changes at times, which, which you know are going to uh, upset people. Um, and, you know, the, the it's, I think it, for, for, for heads in their first scene, you know that one in three heads doesn't survive beyond the first, yes, yes. Um, I think two years it is, but mm. um, which is quite startling, isn't it? It as its yeah. It because, um, well, I just I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I think it's just just difficult sometimes, isn't it, um, <laughs> doing, doing that sort of initial period. You've
0: got to, the, you've got to. The, the school almost chooses you. I feel like because once once you're in, you've got to take to the school and the pupils at the school have to take to you, and it's quite a, it's quite a complex relationship. Obviously. It's all
1: about relationships. Headship is all about relationships, and you know people deserve um, to feel the um, you know, fam- Russell families and, and also stuff that you're absolutely. You know them that you're invested in their lives, Yes. Um, and you want mm-hmm. the very, very best for them. And um, there's an inevitability that we sometimes get that wrong. Mm. Um, and I think that the more I, the more I do this, so I'm five years now uh, as head at Russell. Um, it's all about relationships. You know, if you've got the if the Absolutely. relationships are right, mm. then almost every other you know everything else can work. Um, yes. If it's not then then then, it, then it's, it's very very challenging so mm. yeah.
0: and, and, and what what do you what do you envisage without this being a marketing pitch what do you envisage for the future of Russell what do you what do you see
1: okay well I'm sure you've devoured the strategic development plan which is on the website Printed right? on mm. the desk yes yes I'm sure you've labored <laughs> over it um, <laughs> at the expense of your A level revision no <laughs> um, I, th- I think w- w- what I'd say is this I, I think that we are we're in, a, we're in a really strong position. Um, I, it's great to see the sporting success of the school. Chicago, which obviously you absolutely. had a starring role in, <laughs> was absolutely amazing. And um, you know, so it's, it's great to see performing arts flourishing. Um, and yeah, you know, I think um, that we have a, a, an outstanding common room now. Um, that we have teachers. Yeah, I'm incredibly proud of the people I work with, and and, and actually support staff as well. You know that that that's the great privilege of doing my, well, one of the great privileges of doing my role is to do it with such a bunch of fantastic human beings. Mm. Um, so, in terms of the future, the sort of things that I think that, that, that we need to to look at, obviously there's challenges for all schools in terms of external challenges, Definitely right? You know, it. rising energy costs, rising food costs, mm. um, you know, potential for, for VAT to be placed on school fees yes, and, and yeah. so forth. So. So even though we've come out of COVID, we're 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 not we're we're we're, still not, out of the we're not out of the woods quite yet. No. Um, but I think that there, well, there's really exciting things to grapple with. We're looking very much at the moment in terms of sustainability. Yes. Um, and exploring the possibility of, of having a wind turbine mm. and, and other energy. You know, we, we want to, I want us to become a really green school. Yeah. Um, and there's a commercial advantage Absolutely, to that. Absolutely. Yep. And there's also, I think, from an idealistic perspective as well I want yeah. to be proud of, of, of the steps that we take Definitely. and what we model for young people as well in, in, in terms of a commitment to environmentalism mm. and green renewable sort of sustainable um, yeah. forms of energy I think that social justice is hugely hugely important to young people absolutely um, and I think the curriculum will evolve over time um, and, and I think I'm very I'm very proud of, of our people for, for being so politically engaged and, and, and so involved mm. and, and so ready um, to um, articulate their views of what we should become as a school. And I think we've got a student council meeting tomorrow. And um, I, like to th- I like, would like to think that over time, all young people at Russell really truly feel um, that their voices are heard. Um, I, I, I hope that's the case, the feedback that, that we get from students and the numbers who attend things like student council suggest that they... They, you know, they, they understand the importance of the voice that they have, yep. and um, so, so, so those, are, those are sort of two areas: yeah. artificial intelligence. Absolutely, that's we've got reason. to grapple with that. A key um, concern. Yeah, well, I, 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 there's there's an article in the uh, Telegraph yesterday wow. which somebody forwarded to me, yeah. um, and uh, it was by uh, I think Tom Rogerson, the headmaster of Cottesmore School, that was saying you know it's really important we teach young people to that um, in such a way that they make robots their benevolent servants. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was also making the point that I- if there's a if there's a real crisis in teaching in terms of recruitment and workload issues, yeah. which I think we'd all agree, you know, uh, teaching can, can, can be a very tough kick, Definitely. Um, then actually, there's great potential maybe for us arti- for artificial intelligence to do to some of the yeah, yeah. heavy lifting of yeah. some of that repetitive. Yes. Uh, work, um, which teachers do, which would then enable them to spend more time focusing on pupils.
0: Are you thinking more in the, so things like the marking and, and stuff like that, or are you thinking... I don't know, but I, I think
1: don't. at some point in the future um, it's interesting, isn't it, really? Are, are we really going to have um, people marking in reading ink um, <laughs> you know, 40 year seven essays on I can't why William the Conqueror yeah. won the Battle of Hastings, maybe. Yeah. But surely there might be a better way Definitely, of doing it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and two final shorter questions um where is your favorite place on earth or on mars if you've if you've ventured that far i haven't ventured quite that far no though.
1: no i would say look i love the lake district but if i really had to call it i would say there is nowhere better in this in this world to be on a on a fine summer's day <laughs> than to drive down to Doolin and county clare and the rest of ireland catch a ferry out to the Aran Islands, spend the day swimming in the very clear blue waters, looking Excellent. across the mountains of Connemara, yes. and then come back in the evening, um, with dolphins sort of swimming by the <laughs> side of the boat, as you know, the cliffs of Moor in one direction and the sun setting over at the Atlantic. It sounds that idyllic. is absolute perfection. And I've yeah. travelled I've travelled to lots of other countries yeah. all around the world, but actually where I where I sort of that, that yeah, that was a very very special place in my heart.
0: Absolutely. And then, um, what do you do to relax? Because obviously, a stressful job.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you should say that. So I was having this conversation with my wife um, the other day, and she's saying she thinks I'm very. Especially when I had COVID. Yeah. And she said, "What? What is? Why can't you just relax. stop? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so why? Why can't, <laughs> can't you?" So I was, I, I struggled really with not being at. Um, the, the, uh, at prize day yes. so that's sort of hovering around at mm. some distance yes. yes. you know, wanted to catch a few bits and pieces but um, I think that yeah I find that, I find that really really hard I would say I'm at my most relaxed it takes me ages at the end of term to relax mm, mm. I'd say I'm at my most relaxed when I am playing the piano Yes. Yeah. when I there's that word isn't there which psycholo- psychologists use about achieving flow mm. you know when you when everything's in the moment yeah. I think sports men and women receive that as well or achieve that don't they absolutely Um, but everything's directed towards i find that the most relaxing thing to do Mm -hmm. the other time i find relaxing well i don't really do it so much at the moment is a very long flight (laughs) when there's no emails can get to you yes well you can if it's 10 hours you can plan out your itinerary in terms of and I'll watch a film then I'll, yes, then I'll stretch sleep my legs half and I'll life. sleep yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. And then I'll, before you know you there. So yeah. so, yeah, I tell you what, it, it's I, I love I, walking in the Lake District. Yeah. We, we do a lot of that, um, you know, swimming, spending time with my children, you know, above everything else. I think when you've got three young children, you know, when you do have free time, you don't, it feels self-indulgent or selfish to sit there. Oh, I'm going to read the paper now. Yeah. Um, so... Spending because the years flash by, don't they? And mm. you know, my youngest is six now, and uh, yes, I feel that the time I have with them is really, really precious. Absolutely. Um, and maybe one day I'll learn to sort of sit in a chair. with sort of, yes. I was about to say pipe and slippers, but but pipe, but not a pipe. <laughs> no. no. Um, and uh, learn to do that whole old man thing. Maybe going on a cruise. Oh
0: right yes. Well.
1: I just. I just. I no, for, uh, for some I reason, so, on a no, I can't. I, I can't
0: imagine you on a cruise. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to. try it one day. Yes, absolutely. So this has been um, the most amazing podcast. I've had such a brilliant time, um, and on a personal level, it's been an absolute pleasure over the past five years to have you as, as my headmaster. And now that I'm moving on, and I um, thank you very much for being able to do the podcast today. Well,
1: that, that that's very very kind of you. And by the same token, I want to obviously. Thank you hugely for all the podcasts which you and Kai have done. I have listened to each and every one of them. Yes. Um, and uh, it was funny because I was, I was, I was saying to Dr. Doman, uh, she was telling me a story. So I said, yeah, somebody else told me that. And then I realised it was because I listened to your podcast <laughs> with, with, with her a, a couple of days before on the car. Um, but, you know, you have been an absolutely astounding um, but I think our, our school team our monitors team our captains this year th- has been amazing thank you very much I believe mm. that you have been asked to become a member of the Old Australian Committee yes I oh, have yes, I, I'm glad you said yes because if yes. you said no that would have been an intensely embarrassing moment yeah. bit, yes um, um, have I've, been. I've been
0: in, in communications with uh, Gillian and um, yeah. Have a, a, a forward role. yeah,
1: and, and my, my sense is, and is that uh, I, I think the option in, in terms of what you're doing next do you want to tell people what you're doing next year? Yes, of
0: course. Gosh, um, I, no, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to uh, BAE Systems a Degree Apprenticeship, um, which means that I'll be in the area um, and, and free to, to come back whenever I'm required. To quiet.
1: play fives and to yes. sing and to do all the things that you enjoy doing. And um, by the way, I, I, I you're, you're far too modest to say so, but I know how absolutely competitive <laughs> The 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 process was um, for for this degree apprenticeship, and also that it's really interesting that you you had so many good university options on the table, but you had this on the table as well. And and for many many reasons, I can quite see why you're absolutely excited to to to, to start this next phase of your your life. And and I I admire you because you know, it's very clear, I I didn't have much idea what I wanted to do at your age, whereas you're much, much more resolute than I am. Thank you very much, yeah. Congratulations on that front.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much. This has been been brilliant. A real pleasure. Thank Thank
1: you. you.